Hey, it's Stephen Henderson. Today on the podcast, we're talking with State Representative Ranjeev Puri, a Democrat and the House Majority Whip from Canton. He is sponsoring the Institutional Desecration Act, part of a bill package that's meant to curb prejudice-related crime. We'll hear about what the bills would do and where they stand in the legislature. Representative Ranjeev Puri, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me today. So uh, first, tell us what the Institutional Desecration Act bills would do. You know, these are uh, bills that uh, would just update our um, uh, desecration laws that that currently exist in Michigan that were originally uh, put into law in the 1980s and and haven't been updated or or modernized um, since then. So these this, these two bills, uh, myself and, and a bill with Representative Arbit, um, would uh, fur- further define um, uh, the, the des- what statutes of desecration, uh, and so um, put into uh, law a couple more penalties for again uh, uh, desecration of religious facilities, um, you know, synagogues, mosques, churches, and institutions, um, but also um, just community centers uh, and and just any um, any institution there that would. Uh, be belong to a certain subgroup uh, that that fell victim to um, intentional desecration would then be covered under these bills. Hmm. Talk about why you're introducing these bills now. What is it about the moment that uh, inspires this kind of legislation? You know, sometimes it's uh, the the right time at the right place. So the you know I'm in my second term. Um, I decided to run for office uh, because uh, my family's former place of uh, of worship fell victim uh, to a mass shooter and, and a hate crime mm-hmm. um, and and uh, and that place of worship was was desecrated and so this is something that's been in the works for a long time uh, uh, rep Arbit um, uh, who's in his first term is, has been a great partner on these um, and and we got these introduced right right when session began uh, and these passed out of the the Michigan House. A number of months ago, uh, and they were recently taking up in, in the Senate. And so, uh, obviously, there's a lot in the news, um, you know. And and I, I think that these bills uh, could do a, um, serve a great purpose in, in ensuring that you know mich- marginalized Michigan communities can feel s- safer, be seen, uh, and to make our religious institutions uh, safe. Because we're at a time right now where, again, just regardless of uh, of your belief. Um, there is a level of anxiety that um, religious minorities uh, face when they when they go to their places of worship, um, you know, not knowing if 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 it's going to be safe today. And and then so anything that we can do in Michigan to to make those places safer um, would be a step in the right direction. Yeah. So um, the punishments for violating these potential laws could give someone up to 93 days in jail and a $500 fine or a 10-year sentence and a bigger fine. Do you worry that uh, a consequence of these bills is expanding incarceration? I mean, uh, these are already crimes, right? If I go and deface or desecrate a, a, a place... I can be prosecuted for it. This adds to uh, the potential criminal liability for those things. Um, what, what what do you say to people who say, eh, we already put too many people behind bars? I, I think that's a very valid, very valid argument. 
you know, but I, I, I think there's more complexity to the conversation. So for one, it's absolutely already a, a crime to deface, uh, let's say, a religious institution um, to stay on topic. Uh, the problem is, is that hate crimes are very different than what I would say a normal crime, let's call it a normal crime, um, where, you know, if, if someone was, uh, so as is, as is right now with our outdated laws, um, if a uh, religious institution falls victim to a hate crime, right now prosecutors and judges don't really have the tools to be able to, to prosecute those crimes. And, and the conviction rate is, is very low. And so a lot of times they are convicted under the malicious destruction of property mm -hmm. statute that currently on the books, which is no different than if you were to uh, deface, a, let's say, a barn or something or any other uh, building. Mm -hmm. And the, but the, the 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 unfortunate reality is that hate crimes are very different and very unique in the sense where with other crimes maybe there's maybe there's not always a motive or maybe the motive is not clear. But with hate crimes, the motive is always very clear. It is to send a message that an individual, uh, a family, uh, an entire community doesn't belong. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> with every time there's a hate crime, a, a person is left grieving, uh, a community is left picking up the pieces, uh, and people deal with that trauma uh, and emotional distress for, for years. Um, and, and, and sometimes it can take, you know, decades to kind of restore, um, that sense of belonging. Uh, and so, you know, we wanted to do this in a way that made sense. And so, uh, on top of that, uh, we did add a restorative justice piece. Mm -hmm. uh, and so which 20% of your sentence, um, can now, <clears throat> um, be, um, uh, um, filled, fulfilled, uh, by community service. Um, that is very intentional of uh, with the consent of the targeted community, but community service that um, would, you know, pose an understanding to the person who committed the crime of of the community that, that they hurt. Yeah. And so, you know, we're obviously not just trying to send more people to jail. That's absolutely not what we're doing. What we are trying to do is find a way to make sure these communities in Michigan feel safer and also provide the tools to prosecutors and judges to be able to go after those committing those crimes. Mm. Uh, talk about the prospects for this bill in the legislature, uh, whether you expect that uh, they could pass and whether the governor might sign them. Uh, so I can tell you that these did pass out of the House, the mm -hmm. Michigan House, mm -hmm. uh, which was the first step. Uh, those passed along party lines. Uh, the next step is, is that they were sent over to the Michigan Senate. They had a hearing just last week. Uh, and so now it is on the Senate uh, to try to pass these bills out. And uh, and then after that, then they would be uh, sent to the governor's desk for hopefully for a, a signature from from our governor. Yeah. Um, are, are there other things that you think we should be doing to hold people accountable for these kinds of acts? I mean, one of the things that we have been talking about here on the show is uh, the increased tension and anxiety around things that are happening overseas, but that have connections here and inspire, in some cases, in the worst cases, uh, real real reactions, sometimes violent reactions. Are there other things that you think we ought to be looking at in terms of legislation uh, to try to not just to not just meet the those acts when they happen, but but to discourage them in the first place? You, you know, 
you're you're absolutely right. We are um, at a at a at a time right now when emotions are are very high. Uh, and and listening to the the previous speaker, I think um, you know some of the things that I also um, also agree with is the fact that uh, right now you know there are narratives being created uh, sometimes very intentionally. Uh, the way that algorithms work on social media um, to really drive up emotion and 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 uh, and and really really kind of continue to pour gas on, on a fire. Um, and it's, it's, it's extremely important right now that we take a moment to understand uh, that, you know, we, we should be doing whatever we can to make communities feel safer because this is not just uh, qualitative or, or anecdotal feeling. You know, if you look at official statistics from the FBI, hate crimes of, of, of all sorts um, are on the rise. And, <clears throat> and, and, you know, and so this isn't, and, and the other re unfortunate reality is, is that oftentimes hate crimes go underreported. And so it's, it's hard to get a clear picture of just the extent and pervasiveness of these issues. And so, you know, it's kind of an all hands on deck situation for me. I, I mean, no idea is being, uh, uh, is being discarded in terms of ways that we can continue to make um, all communities in Michigan feel safe. And mm. so, um, you know, just to get to your earlier, earlier point, um, you know, as as a member of a of a faith that is um, is underrepresented, um, and just understanding that a, a lot of times uh, the the sad reality is right now is people feel unsafe going to these institutions. Sure. And we we need to doing we need to be doing whatever we can to to make people feel safe. Yeah. Okay, uh, State Rep. Uh, Ranjeev Puri, a Democrat who is also the House Majority Whip. He represents Canton. It's great to have you here on Detroit Today to talk about uh, these bills. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Detroit Today is produced by Sam Corey and Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Our assistant producer is Maddie Boyer. Our music is by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. And podcast editing is by David Lyons. Our program director is Adam Fox. Detroit Today is a production of WDET in Detroit. And you can support the show by leaving a rating or a comment. Thanks for listening.